Welcome to Peace Teachings Podcast, where we explore, cultivate, and celebrate our spiritual nature together. I'm Jennifer Norton. And I'm Paola Castro, and it is our joy to bring to you these wisdom teachings. Dear listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of our podcast. Today, we have a very special guest who is set to ignite your spirits and inspire you to reach new heights. Allow me to introduce Jason Benefield, a transformative figure hailing from Buffalo, New York, and currently residing in the vibrant city of Los Angeles, California. Through his motivational motivational anthems, speaking engagements, and personal formulas in songs and affirmations, Jason has the power to alter mindsets and manifest dreams. Yes. Raised in a family of talented speakers, Jason's divine gift for inspiration shines through. Join us as we delve into his Essential Pain and Peace of Life, The Journey to Unfolding Consciousness, which is his current book, and prepared to be inspired as our brother Jason shines and shares his transformative wisdom and showcases the incredible power of personal affirmations. Welcome, brother Jason, to our Peace Teachings podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor and joy to be here. We're delighted to have you. Yeah, we're so honored to have you. And we're very intrigued about this new book that you just published, Essential Pain and Peace of Life, The Journey to Unfolding Consciousness. So could you Mm. provide us with an overview of the key concepts uh, that the readers can expect to explore in their own transformational journeys that you share in this book? Absolutely. Um, the key concepts in this book is just really about moving through life and enduring pain without trying to make it go away. Mm. And so allowing that pain to really assist and to lead uh, anyone into a understanding of how life is to really reveal and unfold itself. And, and, And to put that into even layman's terms is to just really allow that pain to show you uh, what you are to learn, who you are, who you thought you were, and then who you can and will be because you, you have allowed yourself to be open to what has taken place uh, in your life. And so you're not being bogged down by what was, but yet you're being open to what can and will be. And then also, I also touch on uh, commodity consciousness, which really sparks a, a question mark in people's minds. And I love, yeah. it. I love yeah. it because commodity consciousness and individuals think of commodities as, uh, grains, foods, uh, things that we exchange yet. We are the commodity. We are the very free beings that a lot of individuals don't believe or understand that they have value or importance. And, um, that is why I, have uh, not conspired, but I have (laughs) co-created the commodity consciousness just for individuals to understand their value and worth here on earth. Mm. Wow. So beautiful. Yeah. You said so many things there that it's like, okay, first the part of enduring pain, which I, I love it. I recently 
uh, I'm on week seven of this incredible uh, program called the Presence Process, and it's about this. And so it was very interesting to me this this idea of allowing pain to be kind of like our medicine to integrate mm-hmm. whatever has been left out. So mm-hmm. could you, um, I want to know about commodity consciousness now, and I'm sure Jen too, and all our listeners, but to begin mm-hmm. a little bit with that aspect of how to be with our pain, mm-hmm. how to not shy away from it. And, and when we are in the presence of pain and we go in the direction of it, uh, what what is the transformation that one can expect from, mm. from doing such a courageous act? That is a rich question. Um, and so, Paola uh, and Jennifer, a quick story. Uh, one day I was on the line um, and I was speaking to a friend. And what happened was, was that we were talking and the information was just so deep especially talking about myself and what I was going through. And uh, that person just really said, you know, I hear your aunt speaking and she says that she truly, truly apologizes how she treated you um, because my aunt, who was a pastor of the church that I was raised in, um, we pretty much, our relationship at before her death was very tumultuous. And, and it was very shocking to me on how things uh, was between the two of us. And I carried that pain for a very long time where I ended my relationship with um, <clears throat> my wife at the time uh, because of that, uh, because I, it was just like really difficult to try to maneuver that and try to maintain or sustain a relationship at the same time. And I, and so after we had a conversation about that, um, I remember one day driving to work and I was listening to this uh, song. Uh, God is all there is. God is all there will ever be. And I am crying. I am crying. Like, I, um, it, it was like it was raining uh, inside of my car. Like, that's how much it was like blurry. And, and what happened was, was that I allowed that pain to come up into my feeling, into my body. And I just let it just simmer there. And I allowed that pain to really uh, just take me away. And, and I loved it. I began to love it. And I began to hold it and, and to say, you know, hey, I acknowledge you because before I would have pushed it away and said, no, I don't want to feel that. No, I don't want that. No, I need this to stop. Mm. And now, and all I was doing was pushing away my blessing. I was pushing away my freedom, (laughs) the very essence of who I am. And so as I allowed those tears to come, as I allowed that pain to swell up in my body, I then began to realize that I wasn't that situation or circumstance, that that didn't have to be how I live my life moving forward. And that now I know and understand how to be and what to do and how to move forward in my life if that was to ever occur again and or to be open 
to the still small voice within that would be guiding me and directing me in a way that will allow me to maneuver through things where before I wasn't open. And I, and I believe that's how pain as just with that story, that's how pain for me has really allowed me to be open and available to one, the, the true essence, which is freedom Two, what to learn and understand about what took place. Because even uh, my illustrious teacher, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith uh, says, you know, the way that that person is acting or reacting to you is not about you. It's about them. <laughs> and so like, even now, as I am even speaking uh, about, you know, how pain is, how pain could be your ally, how you can allow it to be your ally. I now also implement that as well. But then it also allows me to heal myself, which is more and more important than anything. And for me, not only to forgive myself, but also to forgive that other person. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Uh, it, it's, it sounds to me like you're redefining pain. You're inviting our listeners and Paula and I to join you in not having a reactivity around the suggestion of pain, which I know can often lead an individual into a story where there's the justification of the pain, which is the blame game. And then all of a sudden we're vic re-victimized and living the story over again. And mm. it sounds like what you're describing is allowing it to be and feel it. Mm -hmm. which can be very frightening and can trigger mm -hmm. the protective personality. And again, the stories come up of blame and shame and guilt and, and all these things. And I love this invitation that you're saying, look, pain blessing, mm -hmm. let mm -hmm. the, let those two things be synonymous. Let them mean the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. where there is the rub is where there is the greatest invitation for healing. And I also hear you saying that, you had to forgive yourself first that you had mm. to have compassion in driving the car and, and, and pulling over and letting those tears, that thunderstorm happen inside yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, that was the allowance that opened you up to, to something else coming through. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yeah. You, do you want to add anything to that? No, I, I was just going to say most definitely. Uh, if, if I did not, I believe like the number one thing, even if like for most men that they say is that men endure pain, they'll go through anything and, and they'll go through the pain while doing it. Yet here it is though, we're talking about emotions where most men don't even allow to come up in them and that they don't even let to even peek <laughs> up into their psyche or even into their, into their body temple, into their heart. And so it's like doing this really allows men and women that already know to do this, but men as well and, and, and young men to really tap into a part of themselves that allows them to be open and free for themselves and with themselves. Mm, mm. You, and you have said more than once now, the spiritual quality of freedom. Yes. Just recognizing that, that that is a, that clearly is a quality that you embody and that you speak into as you serve. Mm -hmm. And I know you serve both men and women mm -hmm. and youth, as well as those of us who are more mature. <laughs> mm -hmm. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and that's magnificent. Paula, why don't we get into discussing and inviting Jason to discuss now this commodities idea? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, can you get into that a little bit more, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this was very interesting. I was having a meeting with a young man that was helping me uh, develop my first logo for my business. Um, it was uh, called um, initially Jab Productions, it was called initially. And and it was a fist that was the actual logo. And so it was very funny because like nobody said anything until like, I don't know, maybe five, six years later that they thought that what I was doing was um, uh, developing like a fighting school or something like that. We're like, no, 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 I'm doing something to help people with peace and (laughs) to really be one with themselves, you know. Uh, But the gentleman that helped me, uh, we were talking one day and, and, and and I was just telling him about what it is that I was doing as far as uh, the essential pain, uh, the, the essential pain and peace of life at the first, at the initial time, it was the essential peace of life. Um, and he's like, you know, you should really help people understand that they're a commodity. And I was like, really? Now, this was very interesting. I mean, this is what he told me. And, and it was so funny because after that, I never saw him again. Like oh, he, an angel. You're right. True angel. Because he it was so funny. And, and I have a <laughs> I've had abandonment issues in my life. Okay. Oh, and so for somebody to tell me something like that and then say after a while, I don't want to work with you again, even though I pay him. <laughs> it was like it was kind of weird, you know. He had delivered his message and was time to go. (laughs) Right, exactly, right, exactly. I I, I realize that now, you know, where before I was like, come on, please, come back to me, please. (laughs) But um, so, so yeah, so so he said, you can have that. And so I sat with that. And I broke commodity down into three parts. C-O-M, communication. M-O-D, modify. I-N-T-Y, embody. So when we communicate with our inner power, with the source, with our spiritual, however we call this spirit being that is higher than I or we, when we're communicating, we are tapping in to that very knowing of the truth that knows who and whose we are and how we are to reveal ourselves through our gifts, talents, and desires and dreams. The modified or the MOD part of it is to modify that who we may be now to who we are to become. Okay. And so that's where the the modify part comes in. And then the NITY, right? The embodiment comes in is as we continue to take the modifications and we embody them in our daily practice. We embody them in the way that we move and walk and talk and how we express ourselves. And so that's the commodity consciousness in a nutshell. That is, we just take ourselves and we allow ourselves to just really be open and available to what is for us to do. We're being open and available to how spirit is to be revealed and to flow through and as us. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So uh, I heard before that also the commodity consciousness is linked to this, to our worthiness. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Our, our worthiness to even, you know, exist, you know, yeah. to, that, that when I remember the other day, someone was asking me to repeat some affirmations and one was I deserve to exist. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a seminar and a lot of people in the chat were saying, wow, that, that really got me. Mm. Like I say, but I don't believe it. Right. Mm. Um, so when someone doesn't feel, uh, worthy of this existence or worthy of expressing the divinity of the universe through their life as their lives, um, how do you, um, guide them into maybe baby steps into believing and and so that they can they can know that you know they can embody that commodity consciousness i am worthy of being alive and mm-hmm. not only that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna cast that vision and i'm mm-hmm. going to uh look into how i um want to be in the world and then i'm gonna i'm gonna put some practices in place so that I can start embodying this new being that I know that I am. So all of that is so beautiful. And when the person may um, not even believe that they deserve to exist, how how do we bring the person from A to B? Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. And yeah, because the, the definition that I found initially was someone or Okay. And I held on to because once upon a time where I did not feel value growing up as a young man that had um, petty mall seizures and man, just uh, being told and being reacted as if I was a bad child because nobody knew that that's what I was having. Mm. It was, it was looked at as me being a bad child, just, uh, just doing things just to be doing it. And that was not the point. And, and I just always knew deep down within, I was a, a, a wonderful person, you know, that was a good person, mm-hmm. you know, yes. because as a child, you know, you, 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 uh, one thing for sure, you never really want to disappoint your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. What is that you had? I didn't hear that because you cut out a little bit. Oh, did I? Am, am I back on? Yeah, okay. you're back on, but you, you oh. said something at the beginning and we didn't catch it. Oh, okay. You said when you were a child, you had something. Oh, yeah. Petty mall mall seizures. Mm -hmm. Yes. Petty mall seizures. Yeah. Um, And and that was the the illness that my parents didn't know I had. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know I had, honestly. I always thought that I was just waking up um, because I was tired. That's that's how how it seemed to me. Um, And so... Uh, so because of all of that, my worthiness was really in question, even in life itself, because, um, they, there's, there's just moments where I just didn't even know if I really belong. And so I say all this to say that when I am with a person and I am walking them through the commodity consciousness process to understand their worthy and importance or their value and importance. I'm walking them through, first of all, when did you first hear that you weren't worthy, mm-hmm. that you weren't valuable, that you weren't important, that you weren't who you are supposed to be as the emanation of spirit? 
And then I allow them to sit in it and stew in that because you have to. Because there's absolutely no way that you can ever bypass the feeling of the pain that was brought upon you by someone that just didn't know and understand, mm. you know, but it's time for this, you, the person that I'm in front of to know and understand that you are valuable. And so here's the pain, understand this, understand why they say what they said. Where did they, what, what, you know, not even so much, what was their lineage in life, but yet, you know, what could have been their mindset at the time? which is really not important, but yet, you know, you're, you're not, ne you're not neg negating or neglecting because that also helps in the forgiveness process as well. <laughs> right. Because whenever you're able to not only forgive yourself and then you forgive the other person, you're forgiving the other person because that person only knew what they knew and <laughs> you're acknowledging what they knew, what they knew, but you know what you know now. And so we go from them sitting in it, you know, and, 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 and as Jennifer said, the story, you know, but yet, you know, sometimes they have to tell that story in order for them to understand what's going on and what's mm -hmm. happening for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we go right into the process and it is kind of almost like similar to what we do as, as practitioners in a session, you know, we go through the process of, you know, I am worthy. I am valuable. You know, I, I begin to uh, uh, formulate affirmations that will allow them to be able to feel it for themselves. But but before we even get into that, they do have to forgive themselves. Mm. And they do have to forgive that person. I mean, there's because there's simply no other way because there's baggage that's being held on to. Mm -hmm. And so now we're moving forward into the forgiving process. And then we're moving forward into the reaffirming process or even just affirming process. And then also for them to start speaking life into them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that is so important. I, 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 I love that song by Donnie McClurkin and Donald Lawrence. I speak life because it, it just really brings you back to center that what you say about yourself matters so much. And that there's absolutely no way that you could ever move forward without knowing, thinking, and speaking worthiness to yourself. And so that is part of the process um, of really taking a person through uh, the commodity consciousness and then for them to practice this on a daily basis as their daily life, you know, because that's the only way that we're ever going to learn and stay steeped in uh, what we are. Uh, are knowing to be true now. Okay. Thank you for that. That's uh, that forgiveness part is so important because if we get caught in the story, mm -hmm. um, we're just trapped in that story and they did this to me and they told me this, therefore I believed it. And that's the story mm -hmm. of my life. But you're bringing that beautiful, again, that, that practices that allows us to go into our innate freedom. Yeah. And and then back so freedom. that I so back to first so that I can see I can see now I can feel it in my bones that mm -hmm. I am worthy I am valuable thank you thank you that mm -hmm. was yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yes yeah. 
Jason, you and I have, and I, and I know you and Paula do, we have an intimate friendship and we are soul siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that. And, and I love you. And you've spoken mm -hmm. truth into my life. And uh, I know that your motivational anthems, your affirmations, the personal formulas that you share in song uh, and in speaking uh, have been life altering and are life altering, transformative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so will you just dabble a little bit? Could you share with us a, a specific example? If one comes to mind, or maybe you can just rift a little bit and see what comes out of you around, yeah. you know, someone's experience around this significant transformation, uh, using your methods in particular, mm -hmm. um, you know, what does it look like when a person creates an affirmation with you? Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or whatever you're inspired to share around this beautiful, special technique that you have created and that you share with your community, your with us and with your clients and students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I thank you for that uh, as well, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. um, so what I've noticed and realized is that a lot of affirmations come up as the story initially comes up mm -hmm. for that person. And so you know, uh, it's, it's amazing how spirit works. <laughs> it's amazing how when you just sit there and, you know, one allows their gifts and talents to really show and shine, that, you know, wonderful things just come up. Like, for instance, yesterday I spoke for Agape East, um, which was phenomenal. Like, <laughs> I was high energy um, going in. And then later I uh, did my first solo for Agape um, in the choir. So I was like overly high, <laughs> like just God is just always blessing. And so. Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank I'm you. very proud of you. <laughs> thank you. I'm very proud. Yeah. So um, I, I opened up uh, before I spoke on yesterday. Um, I that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. I will sing of the Lord who is my refuge and my fortress. My God in it will I trust. I will say of the Lord who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in it will I trust. And it was just a song that I used to sing. It, it was different. It was differently sung back in the day um, in, my, in my home church back in Buffalo, New York. But it was like I was sitting there and I was getting ready and that song just kept coming up and the new words to it kept coming up. And I was sitting there and I was just like, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall continue to abide in the shadow of the Almighty wherever they go, wherever they are. And so a person can take that and begin to sing that and to affirm that for themselves. That no matter wherever I go, 
I am always guided and protected. And I am always with a power and a presence that is always available. And the very law of life itself mm -hmm. is always before me preparing the way. And I shall always trust that law. I was reminded also uh, with the one uh, young lady I was uh, speaking to about uh, her life and, and who she is. And, you know, a lot of times <clears throat> individuals, I mean, the story is rehearsed so much that they continue to stay stuck in it. And then, so instead of trying to jump into that story, I'm saying, so what do you really affirm for your life? Or what do you really want for your life? And then they'll tell me what they want. And so this person told me, I really just want to have this life where I can have anything and everything that I have ever desired. And so then I said, okay, so we repeat after me. I can have, no, I apologize. I did not say I can. I have everything and anything that I want and desire. I have anything and everything that I want and desire. And it's happening for me right now. And they say, yeah, that is right. But you know, but what about this? Okay, what about it? Okay, let's talk about that then. Because the thing is, is that no matter what you say to me, I'm always going to see what it is to be and what it is that we look at it as. But again, everything is subjective. <laughs> Yet we are always able to put it into context that's going to allow us to make that initial shift in our lives. Because when we begin to dwell in the knowing and the understanding of all that there is, then we continue to embody it because we're taking the time to modify ourselves. And as we are modifying ourselves, we're staying in communication. And everything, as Reverend Ricky says, falls back to God. All things go right back to the one true life itself. It's beautiful. I'm hearing an invitation to take life now moment by now moment by now moment. Mm -hmm. You know, because the story or the argument of well, what if I'm going to need and I won't have it? Okay, but right now, yeah, staying present with the presence. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Jason, um, with this book, because I know that, when, when did you publish it? It's actually out now. Um, it'll be out tomorrow. The, the hardcover will be out tomorrow. The soft cover is out now. Wow. wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was a blessing too, because um, I, I saw that you all had a uh, Karen Mills Austin yeah. on, which who is a phenomenal person. Like, geez, <laughs> yeah. she is yeah. so wonderful. Um, yeah. 
And so like she called me up back in uh, August or September. No, August 24th is when I got laid off. So it was September. Mm -hmm. She called me. Oh no, she called me the day after. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, Jason, um, we would like to work with you and publish your book. And I said, Karen, I was going to call you and ask you if I could publish my book through you, through your company, through the Good House. And, and she called me and I worked with Sean and it was phenomenal. Like it just moved with ease and grace and it flowed. Deanna Carpenter um, did the editing. Uh, Kelwin uh, Hagen did the uh, photo for the cover. It just, everything just really flowed so wonderfully. And, um, and so, yeah, so it's available now. Did, am I answering your question? I'm just like, sitting well, there yeah, I love that you just told <laughs> us about how it came to life. And uh -huh. so I, I, we're curious. So you share a little bit of the, of the key concepts. Um, mm -hmm. And when you decided to write this book, what was the mm -hmm. intention behind it? What, what would, what do you um, wish for the reader to to be left with after they read your book? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I initially wrote this book after reading multiple self-help books, like Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People, uh, books by Miles Monroe, Leadership by Miles Monroe, and also Live Your Dreams by, um, th that's the very first book I ever ever read from cover to cover. It was Live Your Dreams by Les Brown, who's a motivational speaker. And, um, but I yet, even at that time, <clears throat> when I initially started to write out um, uh, Life Essentials, it was um, really uh, catered toward individuals that were a part of a multi-level marketing company that I was uh, a part of at the time. And I wrote out this whole outline of, of things because they were trying to figure out what was it about them that they weren't making the kind of money that they were seeing other people make in the company. Cause we would go to these conventions and you see people walk across the stage that just started already making a million dollars or, you know, it was just like all these astronomical numbers and, and, um, and people really started to feel some kind of way about it, you know, and, and I did too. I'll admit I did too. Uh, even though there were moments that I would, I would vision myself as that person that was walking across the stage. Now it hasn't happened, but you know, I still vision myself doing it. So I wrote it initially for them, for, for, for their uh, understanding of who they are and how spirit sees them and how they can begin to see life differently so that they can open themselves up to attracting the people that they want in their lives in order to help them create a successful multi-million dollar business. And it was just like very, very interesting how, how that all came up and it was not accepted by my upline for, for that to be implemented in our daily practice and our daily trainings. And so, uh, I got introduced to, um, this wonderful woman by the name of Samika Sullivan. And I was really trying to introduce her to the business, to bring her to the business. 
And she said that she wasn't really interested in that. She just said, I felt like that you have something that you need to, that people need to hear. And she was the very first person that invited me to a youth uh, explosion that she generally puts on uh, every summer. And that was the first time the essential piece of life actually was out in the public. And uh, I'm always grateful for her. And, um, and I think like ever since then, I just took that outline and I created the book out of the outline. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, wow. A beautiful so- series of unexpected events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another, another person that ghosted me too. She was another person that ghosted me. Ah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and so for this book, what would you wish for your readers right. to so first of all, what I wish, thank you for reiterating that part of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wish for the readers to get out of this book is that one, what happened, happened. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for you to deal with it, not the person, but for you to deal with what you believe, what you think you know, and what you think is true. Mm-hmm. And it's time for you to take inventory, a deep inventory and and to allow that to just say okay well this no longer works this no longer works nope this no longer i don't know is anybody here a marvel fan like me and so there's a a iron man uh, movie and and that was the thing that um more uh robert downey jr's character did and 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 it was like all virtual um which i'm so waiting for that time where like you can start touching stuff in the air and moving it with your hands and stuff oh i'm so looking forward to that and he was just doing this this doesn't work that doesn't work no don't need that no 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 like that and so that's what you're going to be doing you're going to be picking out so much stuff that all of a sudden you're going to get to the point where you're like This is what peace actually feels like. Mm, mm. This is what freedom actually feels like. And I say it like that because when I went through my prac study, prac one, practitioner studies one, that's how I felt. Like, oh my Lord, this is freedom. Wow. And so as we begin, as we, as we pick it out, now it's time to fill it in. And when we fill it in, we fill it in with possibilities. We fill it in with, oh, oh, I want to learn to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Oh my goodness. You know what? I knew I could do that. So I want to do that. I've always wanted to do this. You fill it in with knowing that anything and everything is possible. And then we and we just begin to just know that we are already leaders and we take leadership of our own lives. Yeah. That we may be a complete and total example of what it is that spirit has just really embodied in us to be. And then more and more and more as time continues to progress and open my goodness you'll start having so many opportunities 
even un like like Reverend Sheryl's Oath of Manifestation, unexpected opportunities from unexpected people and unexpected places. It, it just has to happen that way because you're open and available now. There's nothing that you're allowing yourself to be bogged down by. And that's what I would like individuals to take away from this book. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. We will include the link to uh, to where our listeners can pick up your book and other links, allowing them to contact you and to incorporate you into their lives. You are a living inspiration, Jason. And uh, I'd like to bring the conversation back to you, my brother, and talk about your vision for looking ahead, you know, mm. always with your feet in the now moment and what you see on the horizon as far as your aspirations are for the future. And could you share with our listeners any projects, uh, any initiatives that you're currently working on or working towards? I know I see you online every day and you are, you're praying and you're preaching. I know you're serving Agape West and East. I know you're, you know, you're working with Tara. You've got all kinds of beautiful stuff going on. Can you talk to us about your activities, anything you want to share with our listeners and also your vision and your, and your aspirations for what is unfolding in your life? Please. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, you know, um, it's interesting. This is coming up. So I'm going to do a spoken word event at a, a local um, vegan restaurant uh, cafe. Um, and it's going to start after um, after uh, July 4th weekend. Um, and so I'm doing that. And that came about because I was doing live events at college at, at this college in Buffalo, New York. And it's like, that's something else I want to continue to keep it to the wheelhouse to do more of. Um, yeah. So it was one for all men called um, Brothers Speak. And then the other one for all women is Speak on Sisters. And so it's all about individuals of African-American descent uh, and they're be, being able to speak out and for individuals to be able to hear uh, what's going on and how they're feeling so that, you know, is not just from the aspect of the news, right? Or as Reverend Michael calls the olds. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, and then um also what's happening is is that you know I am really looking forward to doing more and more um speaking engagements in schools and in colleges, um, just just me. Um and uh, just really imparting this this wisdom and this knowledge because I believe this will help into young people as well to be able to get through school, to be able to get through life in general, you know, because I mean, man, as young people, we are such sponges. <laughs> we, you know, we just take on anything and everything. And, and sometimes we're able to discern. And then there's other times where people don't want us to, to discern, you know, um, and so, you know, and, and right now also I'm working on a nonprofit organization called uh, the Passageway Foundation, which allows uh, youth of all walks of life, uh, ages 10 to 18, that will um, allow them to come in and take these principles that I have in the book, as well as the spiritual principles that we, that you and I utilize um, and, and to really just help them in, in, in myriad different ways with etiquette sexual education, um, and, and just life principles as well, you know? Mm. Um, and then, um, also I have my Monday and Friday, uh, less amp up, which I'm, I am like really this close to 
adding another day <laughs> because it's getting so rich. Um, I changed the initial format because it used to be affirmations, then meditation, because we want to embody the affirmations and then pray and then to, to pray out. And then, so I was just like, you know what, let me take a affirmation, speak on it, and then let's meditate on it. And I think that, that, that shift right there just really took me to a whole nother level. <laughs> like, just like, my goodness, it's just like. Amping it up. Yeah, I'm amping it up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because, because I, right, exactly. Because I also had to think about that too. Is what I'm doing amping up? what the lives of individuals. And so then I said, well, shucks, uh, uh, brother, your voice amps up individuals. So go ahead and just use it more. I said, like, okay, great. I will. So anyway, um, yes. and then also we have conversations with T and J, uh, with Tara, uh, and myself on Tuesday nights. Um, and, and, uh, this coming to actually tomorrow, uh, we're going to have an early time of, um, 5 PM Pacific. um, because we're going to have Reverend Victoria on tomorrow and, um, and, sh and we want to make it early enough for her people in, uh, in the East coast to be on. So it'd be eight o'clock their time. Uh, so we're going to do that for her. Uh, but it's generally uh 7 PM Pacific. Uh, and all that is on Instagram and Facebook, oh, yeah. right? Inst okay. Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much. Yeah. You see, you definitely follow me because I see you liking and, and tapping <laughs> and typing in like all the times I'm like, thank you, Jen. And I always count on Jennifer. Um, and so, um, just trying to think, I think that's it for right now. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's it for right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough, brother. That's a lot. Yeah, you're Talking showing about, up and shining. Talking about being a beneficial presence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no mistake, his last name is Benefield. He is a field of benevolence. Oh, yes, wow. that's true. Wow. I get that. Uh, matter of fact, um, Ava, who's one of the students and the Pract One students, was saying that you need to change your last name to Jason Beneficial. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jason. This has been such a delight to be with you uh, and listening to your wisdom and all these beautiful things that you want people to, to learn um, and to be inspired by. Thank you for working with the youth, too, because that's the, that's the future. I mean, as yeah. you know people say that a lot, but it's the truth, right? Like it's it the future. The, the future yeah. of our world depends on them and, and with all the technology and I love technology, but you know, that it could be detrimental for, for young, you know, fresh brains and yeah. someone like you yeah. spending your time, investing your, your energy and your wisdom in this demographic is so powerful. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for your book. We're going to link, um, yeah. you know, the, 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 where people can buy it yeah, and all the links to all of your socials so people can follow you. Uh, and I don't know if you want to add anything else, uh, Jen, to this conversation, but I feel um, very, very pleased by everything that has been shared today. Indeed, indeed. I just want to continue to express our gratefulness to you, Jason, and the richness that you have brought into our lives. You are a joyful being and you uplift everyone with whom you come in contact. Uh, thank you for your sacred yes. Thank you for showing up and come back anytime to share with us and our listeners what you have going on. Absolutely. Yeah, we're with you. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I want to give a shout out to Get Lit and also the Spirit of Awakening too, because I work with them as well. So I want to give a shout out to them. Wow, you are unstoppable. <laughs> we love you, Jason. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you too. Absolutely. Thank you everyone for tuning in today to our podcast. Share it, like it, comment it, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye now. Peace with you all. Bye-bye. This has been a peace teaching. Thank you for being an active listener in this sacred conversation. We love you, we appreciate you, and we bless your life. Peace be with you.